Hello and welcome to the Northwest Woodworking Studio podcast. This is Gary Rogowski welcoming you. Today's topic, what is today's topic? Today's topic is hand plane geometry, blade geometry. That's it, blade geometry today. Years ago, I had an editor from Fine Woodworking come to my my shop, Vinny. And Vinny uh, came in and we were working on some project, I forget what. But uh, he looked at my low-angle jack plane, the one I got from Lee Nielsen, the first tool I got from Lee Nielsen, and he said, boy, that hand plane, that can cut through anything. It just leaves a great surface. And I said, well, you know, actually, I, I tend to get a little tear out with this tool. And so we just decided right then and there to make a little experiment, and we took some wood, some squirrely wood with a little bit of, you know, crazy grain in it, and we cut it with the low-angle jack plane, and we cut it with the low-angle block plane, and we got mediocre results, got some tear out. And then we tried a bench plane, and it was a little bit better. And and then we tried a scraper, and the scraper worked the best. And there you go. We understood something right then and there about blade geometry. What we understood was the higher the cutting angle, the less chance of tear out. Now, the scraper cuts at about an 80-85 degree angle, and so that high angle is the answer. The higher your angle, the less tear-out you get because the shaving curls so fast doesn't have a chance to tear out. The problem with the scraper is, is learning how to sharpen it. So what I suggest is that you go to the Northwest Woodworking Studio YouTube channel and check out my video on sharpening the scraper. Instead of those other methods, I've got something that's just dirt simple, foolproof, and you can do it. None of these other cockamamie methods that and isn't that a strange and interesting word, cockamamie? What the heck does that mean? It's so simple. It's so straightforward. It's all in the filing, and you do that in the vice. That's all I can say. So back to blade geometry. So what we learned that day was something that I started to think about, and it's the cutting angle that makes a difference. So we have two basic types of, of hand planes that we use, bench planes from a number one, two, three, four, five, all the way up to a number eight, couple of odd oddball numbers in there as well, like a five and a quarter, which I love. And these bench planes are bedded on a frog at a 45 degree cutting angle, unless you get a special frog, which you can do, but 99% of them come with a standard bed set at 45 degrees. And you run your bevel side down on the blade. There's a chip breaker on top, bevel side down. Now, the block plane is the other class of, of hand planes, and they run the blade bevel side up, and there's no chip breaker. Bevel side up, a standard angle block plane is bedded at a 20-degree angle, and a low angle block plane is bedded at a 12-degree angle. Well, if you take a standard 25-degree grind on your blade, okay, so you've got your bevel, and you're going to sharpen this bevel on your blade at some angle. Let's just call it 25 degrees. Well, on a bench plane, it could be 25, it could be 30, and it doesn't matter because the plane iron is bedded at a 45-degree angle, bevel side down. Change that angle, it won't affect the cutting angle at all because the cutting angle is set by the frog. Change the bevel angle on a block plane iron, and you will affect the cutting angle. So if you increase the bevel angle, it will increase the cutting angle. A standard block plane is bedded, as I said, at 20 degrees, plus our, let's say, 25-degree angle, on the bevel, 
and you're looking at a 45 degree cutting angle. And when you think about that, you go, oh, that's the same as a bench plane. So why are block planes supposed to be so good for end grain and bench planes are not? And I realized that I could use them interchangeably, my standard angle block plane and, and my bench plane, because they're the same cutting angle. But you introduce the low angle tool and now things, particularly end grain, cut much more easily. There is a greater chance of tear out, however, because at the low angle, block plane angle, cutting angle, 37 degrees about. So your 12 degree bedding angle plus your 25 degree bevel on your blade yields a 37 degree cutting angle. So that 37 is considerably lower than 45. It cuts easier, it's easier to push, greater chance of tear out. So those are the options. Interesting. 45 degrees standard for a standard angle block plane and for all, most of your bench planes. So how do we, if we run into some really nasty grain, how do we, how do we get around it? You just have to pull out a scraper? No. Here are some tips. And this is fascinating. Now, there are several different schools of thought as to how a plane works. Um, you have the, uh, the Japanese approach, the uh, Far East approach, which pulls the hand plane towards the user. You pull it towards you to make a cut. You're bedded in a wooden-bodied plane, and you have a very thick iron, uh, sometimes with a cap iron, sometimes not. And the mass of that steel blade makes all the difference. You have something similar in European-style hand planes for centuries. They were made with wooden bodies and a big, thick iron, sometimes with a cap iron, sometimes not. But you would see a tapered blade going down to the uh, cutting edge, tapering thicker and thicker as it got down to that cutting edge. And this cut down on blade vibration. And nowadays you have the reinvention of the Stanley hand plane by Lee Nielsen and now Lee Valley and a dozen other hand plane makers around the world who, t who think that mass makes a difference. Mass and a small mouth opening make the difference. And it and certainly produces great results. There's no question about it. Uh, but you don't change the cutting angle. You decrease the size of the mouth of opening so that the shaving, as it curls, runs into that mouth opening and breaks off very quickly. So it doesn't have a chance to tear out ahead of the cut. Now, there are some folks who want to change the cutting angle of a bench plane, and they do it by changing out the frog. So there's a frog called a York pitch, which will put you up at 50 degrees. And that 50 degree, that extra 5 degrees, means you're cutting at a higher angle. And that will help in the, uh, in the issue of tear-out. Other folks put a back bevel on their blade. So there's maybe a five degree angle there. Normally, plain iron blade, bevel is sharpened, the back is flat. But some folks put a back bevel on it to increase the cutting angle. So even sitting with a 45 degree angle frog, you've got a 50 degree angle cut thereabouts. And you get good results with that. The last method, the one that I use, is pretty interesting. Um, Ellis Wallentine told me about this from Wood Central years ago. Uh, he told me about this video by these two uh, Japanese wood technologists. And it's this, I don't want to say sappy video, but there's, you know, some interesting music going along with 
photographs of a plane iron cutting a piece of wood. And up close, you're seeing really up close photographs of the wedge of the iron separating the fibers. Separating the fibers in a cut with the grain and in a cut against the grain, with a chip breaker, without a chip breaker, and then with a chip breaker, ground at different angles and set to within the 64th of the edge of the blade. And what these two technologists came up with, what they realized was that if you change the angle of the chip breaker, you can affect the cut without changing the bed angle of the blade and without changing the grind of the blade. Just by changing the chip breaker angle from a standard 45 degrees to a, and they went up to, I think, 80 degrees. And I have ground my chip breakers at a 60 degree angle and still see an enormous difference in the quality of a cut in nasty grain. Um, it's a little harder to push. The shavings aren't these lovely curls. They're more of a compressed, crinkled kind of cut. But uh, boy, it sure works great. And it's otherwise, it's just a standard hand plane, a number four hand plane with a standard blade. I grind mine at 27 degrees, but standard blade, standard frog, just a different chip breaker. And that can affect the quality of, uh, of your cut. For block planes, what you need to do if you want to change the or get rid of the problems with, um, with Terra, uh, the, the solution there is to change that grind angle of 25, 27 degrees, 30 degrees, whatever your grind angle is, to a much steeper angle. So you're cutting at, say, a 12-degree bedding angle. And if you put a 40-degree angle, say, on your iron, now you've got a 52-degree cutting angle, significantly higher. And that can help turn these block planes that normally just whisk their way through end grain. You'll be pushing a lot harder, but you'll not be getting any tear out. And any of the crazy grains that we run into, you'll start to eliminate those, those as issues. So it's, it's fascinating to consider these things. I'm going to recap this for you because it's, it, can, it can get confusing. Our standard wedge angle for a plain iron is about 25 to 30 degrees. Most hand planes come to us at about 25 degrees. You know, if you had a wedge that was one degree, that would cut great. That would be the best. The problem is well, a one degree angle just doesn't survive. So it needs to get beefed up in order to survive the strain of going through the cut. And, and let me just back up just a second. One of the things that changed my hand planing of, oof, geez, 10, 15 years ago was when the manufacturers, I think it was Ron Hawk first, but I could be wrong. But he started to come out with a thicker cap iron or chip breaker. In the past, the Stanley chip breakers was this thin piece of steel, about a sixteenth of an inch thick with a sort of rounded uh, nose to it. And that nose was supposed to touch at close to the very tip of the plain iron and hold it flat and not allow chips underneath it and cause them to curl. And it was all sort of an interesting idea, but a really lousy design, as it turns out. Because when Hawk and Lee Nielsen and Lee Valley started to make these plain irons with a much thicker cap iron, an eighth of an inch thick, it really put pressure on the blade. It locked it in place, made it a much more rigid cut. And that eliminated, for the most part, 
what is called blade flutter. That shushing that you're hearing is part cut, but there's there's also some some um, movement happening to the blade. And the more it flutters, the harder it is to to get a good cut. So that addition of a really thick cap iron made a huge difference in uh, in my cutting. A blade stiffener is really the best term for it, but they're also called cap irons or chip breakers. And then you have a block plane and it doesn't even use one. Well, I had uh, a friend come by and teach a class. This was some years ago. Ken Altman, if you need a bow for your violin, talk to Ken Altman bows. Guy is great. Fantastic worker. Fantastic hands. And he came and taught a class in how to make scraping planes that you would use on bows. Bow makers use only Pernambuco, as there would for some reason I don't understand. Pernambuco, South American wood, is, must have great resiliency under, under all this tension that it has to be under and holds up well and lasts forever. The problem with the Pernambuco is that it's got this squirrely grain, and so you use a normal hand plane on it to smooth it or shape it, and you get tear out. Well, Ken was at a conference and met a French bowmaker, and this French bowmaker had these patterns for a scraper plane. And Ken came and taught a class on how to make brass scraper planes. Well, I made one, and it was pretty, and I liked it. And, and I thought, this is really cute. Don't know why I made it. Time goes by, a project comes along, I'm making an urn for a friend of mine who had passed, and there was a, I made it out of walnut, and there was a little pin knot right on the edge of it. And wouldn't you know it, it was right on the top of the box. And I needed to clean it up. I knew if I took, small box, I knew if I took my low-angle block plane to it, I would get tear out there. Guaranteed. But the stock that I was cutting was so thin, a scraper wasn't going to be great, a cabinet scraper wouldn't be great card scraper would be difficult to maneuver and get a nice flat cut. And I, then I thought, you know, you know, the dawn breaks. You know, I have a high-angle scraping plane. Let's give it a try. And so I tuned this thing up. It is a block plane model, so that is only a blade, bevel side up, bedded at a 30-degree angle, plus my 27. That means I'm cutting at a 57-degree cutting angle. And I Fettled it, I tuned it up, made sure it was cutting right, nice, fine little shaving, and it went through the walnut like butter, like butter. It was great. It was fantastic. And the light came on. I said, I need a tool like this. And the, the, the little scraping plane is maybe two inches long, so I needed a bigger one. And now I've got one in, in oak that I made. It's 12 inches long, and it's a high-angle block plane, scraping plane that I also find very useful. And so that increase in cutting angle will help you in difficult woods, tear out situations. You know something bad is gonna happen, so you grab for that tool instead and it'll go right through it. It's remarkable. It's just remarkable. It's so much fun to be able to do that. In our mastery programs, we uh, we have classes where we, we build this little brass scraping plane and we build a, a wooden block plane. And uh, having them in your kit is really great. It's really great to have that tool available for use. You don't use it all the time, but every once in a while to have it, to, the knowledge that you can pick a wood and say, you know, it's going to be difficult to work with most of my hand planes, but I've got a tool that can handle this. That's nice. It opens up possibilities for you. Cutting angles are the key for 
ease of use and and superlative results. I, you can't beat the low angle block plane that Lee Nielsen makes. I I could I could set up a booth at any craft fair I ever went to, and I'd sell out every weekend. I absolutely believe in them. Um, I had a Stanley standard angle block plane that my dad gave me, and it was nice, but you know it didn't cut end grain that well. But my dad had given it to me, and it was hard to sharpen, really thin blade, and hard to adjust. But you know. My dad had given it to me. And then I got a Lee Nielsen low angle block plane and I put my dad's hand plane away and <laughs> never looked back. It's uh, such a difference in the in the way I can use that uh, low angle block plane. So we start there at a 37 degree cutting angle. Go to a standard block plane or a bench plane then, which is cutting at a 45 degree angle. If you want to change that angle, you can change the frog. You can change the grind on the back side of your blade. Or you can change the chip breaker angle and get a shaving to curl much faster and avoid tear out. And if all those things fail, then you grab your scraper. And the scraper works great. So I wanted to introduce these concepts to you, blade geometry. And it's a, it's a fascinating topic. Uh, Kawai and Kato were the two uh, Japanese wood technologists. It's on Vimeo um, if you want to ch- want to check them out. Fascinating stuff. Yes, it's a simple life that I lead, <laughs> interested in things like blade geometry, but it's fun. It's fun. I got to tell you, it's fun. Well, thanks very much for listening. Uh, I've been rambling on here. This has been Gary Rogowski for the Northwest Woodworking Studio. Please check out our website, northwestwoodworking.com. Go to coffee and, and buy me a coffee and drop a question in the mailbox there. I'd be happy to answer uh, your question on online here. Uh, this has been this has been great fun. Thanks very much for listening. I appreciate it. Bye bye.